Welcome to Adventures of Supergirl Radio, your source for the Adventures of Supergirl digital comic based on CBS's Supergirl TV series. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we're going to discuss Adventures of Supergirl number six, which was written by Sterling Gates and includes art by Emanuela Lupacino. The description for issue number six reads, quote, After seeing real docs locked up for his crimes against Wynn, Kara thinks life in the DEO will get back to normal. Until the zombies attack, unquote. So uh, <laughs> this was a this this issue kind of felt a little different from some of the other ones, um, and mostly because it was basically built around all of these nightmares that Kara had. So what did you guys think about that? We'll, we'll start with uh, there. There's three main nightmares that happen throughout this uh, little part of the story. So we'll probably start with the uh, what I'm referring to as the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, section of it with real docs. Um, Carly, what did you think about that whole nightmare that Carl was having? It was so good. I mean, I liked, they probably, I don't know if it necessarily, I would have gotten the parallel between uh, Silence of the Lambs, you know, and but you could tell like from the way that they were setting it up at least that, you know, the, she's imagining this whole scenario with, real docs and it's it's very like Hannibal Lecter <laughs> like with him being in the cage like in the DEO and and kind of taunting her a little bit like it did feel very Silence of the Lambs inspired even if I think but I don't know if I necessarily would have seen the par- like drawn the parallel if she kind of hadn't told that little anecdote about having having her college roommate like that was like one of her favorite movies which is kind of funny <laughs> It, it did sort of remind me of uh, Silence of the Lambs a little bit, just like, you know, him behind the, the glass or whatever. Uh, it actually kind of made me want to go rewatch Silence of the Lambs. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, Morgan, what did you think about that part of the nightmare? Yeah, I definitely thought it was cool. It was very creepy. I didn't, uh, I also didn't immediately get the Silence of the Lambs, like, reference. I don't think, I, I'm not sure that I would have gotten it without the, uh, like, sort of the voiceover of her talking about her college roommate because we see so many people like them questioning so many people on the show in those like little like tubes so yeah yeah so it feels like something we've seen on the show before so i but it does it definitely did have like a very silence of the lamb kind of feeling to it and it it, i think i feel like the tension in that like part of the nightmare really mounted where all of a sudden everything is going wrong it was it was very creepy yeah, it seemed really normal at first, and then all of a sudden, Real Docs had these like pointy ears, and the DEO agents kind of start attacking, and then he has this weird tongue that happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was up with the tongue? I, I was like, know. no, not okay. Yeah, he, like, he starts to look a little funny. He's like licking half of his face. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it got really creepy, and there's a lot of exposition that happens where he's sort of taunting her about who is messing with her and who's like going after her friends. So I, I assume that, well, at least Kara in the nightmare thinks that he knows who it is. So I, I thought that was an interesting little um, bit of information. Cause even if it's a nightmare, maybe part of it's, you know, helping us figure it out. And I like the, the little panel. Of, there's, there's one panel where one of the kind of, I don't, I don't know what I would refer to. The, the DEO agent who's kind of been taken over by real docs is like shooting directly at her, shooting some kryptonite-laced rounds right at Supergirl, and then she wakes up. I thought that was a cool little transition. 
And uh, speaking of which, we could probably transition into the next nightmare, which involves the DEO and some of the characters that we are familiar with. Uh, what did you guys think about the zombies in the DEO? Um, Carly, we'll start with you. Well, it's funny. Actually, before we get to talking about the zombies, I liked I liked when Carl, like, I guess you could say, quote, wakes up, but she doesn't really wake up because it transitions right into another nightmare. It's like the nightmare where you're, you wake up and you think you're out of the dream, but it oh, turns yeah. out you're still in the nightmare. Yeah. Um, I did like the panel that shows what she's reading. Yeah, like, all, the all the books by her bedside. I'm like, I love that Like she's reading a James Bond like novel. Like That was one of them. But then I was wondering, I'm curious to know if there's any significance with the other titles. There like, are. If they're, okay. Are we going to get oh. to those? Okay. <laughs> there are. There's some Easter eggs. And I think what's really clever about what Sterling has done with this series is that anytime there is a name of a person or a name that's mentioned, like a street name or a name on a book, it usually does have some significance. So um, there's an Agent Stern at the DEO um, that uh, is in this story that is, I think, a reference to Supergirl writer Roger Stern. And the books on Kara's nightstand are written by Kupperberg and Infantino, and those are actually the guys who worked on the Daring New Adventures of Supergirl comic series. So it's Paul Kupperberg and Carmine Infantino. Um, and also, Kara uh, sees a, a news report that is being done by uh, news reporter Simon Sullivan. And my speculation is that those two names are like a combination of two Supergirl staff writers, Ted Sullivan and Derek Simon. So those are, those are who I am speculating are uh, making up that one name of that news reporter. So it, it's neat how he's kind of been throwing those in there. That's cool. I was kind of hoping that the news reporter would be purred. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Parks and Recreations. Who is, he, is, he is the uh, news reporter in pretty much every TV show every I've like show. ever seen for the last show. couple of years. He's the perpetual newscaster. Like I saw him, yeah, he's on Supergirl. I think I saw him in like an episode of Scandal recently. Like he literally, he literally, they just hire him to be the news guy in like every TV show. That's but I a, wish that he played every single TV show as, like, the news guy as purred happily. Like, so <laughs> at, at all, whenever he had to read the news, it would be, very, like, very matter-of-fact. <laughs> yeah, and every TV show would be a connected universe because of purred happily. That would be uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, you heard with purred is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, is, like, is like Parks and Rec purred happily, like, Earth 4? And then, like... <laughs> like <laughs> And then you have, like, Supergirl, like, Bird Halfley, which is, like, Earth 3. <laughs> I, I would like to think that is the case. And it's, then, our, it's our theory of infinite birds. <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse of birds. <laughs> it's amazing. I like that. Uh, I, I want to live on, on all of those worlds. Oh, man, so good. Like, he's, like, the one constant. Like, he'll, he's, he's always a newscaster in every Earth. There's no... <laughs> his world never changes. I like that. Uh, um... Well, uh, I, I don't know how to segue from Purd Hadley to <laughs> zombies. zombies. <laughs> but, um, fortunately, there is no zombie Purd um, to talk about, although that might be awesome. Carly, what did you think about the zombies in the DEO? I thought they were cool. I mean, I mean, obviously terrifying, too. But, like, it was kind of cool that we saw uh, John Jones and Alex 
as zombies. And then it was kind of funny that, like, Kara pretty much saw right through them. Like, they would never say such mean things about me. (laughs) Like, she doesn't buy it pretty much for one second, which is great. Um, But they looked really gnarly, which I thought was, you know, that was it was kind of, like, creepy, but in a fun way. I don't know. Like, not too... I mean, sometimes you get zombies, I think... They're drawn really, like, gross. And, you know, I think a lot of people think of, like, Walking Dead zombies. But I felt like this was kind of the right mix of, like, just enough creepy without kind of verging into, like, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting yeah. zombies. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of zombies, so this, this was just enough for me. Um, <laughs> Morgan, what did you think about uh, this sequence? I like that the zombies are, like, green for some reason. Hmm. That's true. They do They're have very a greenish. color. Yeah. But no, I, I really liked the, I liked the sequence. I'm also uh, ambivalent on zombies. I'm not the best with like gore, so I also appreciate it that they were not like basically like falling apart or anything. They were very like together zombies. They had they had their stuff together as zombies. But I, I like I appreciate it that they had her right away go like no, like my sister and director Henshaw would like never say those things to me this is clearly like not real because I feel like they've kind of played the, um, that tension between, uh, car and Alex a lot on the television show. So I feel like at a certain point it has like kind of diminishing returns. So I liked that. Like right away, she's like, my sister wouldn't be this mean to me. Yeah. She says, uh, the zombie version of Alex calls Kara the lonely super orphan trying to make good. And, uh, so it's a, it's a little harsh, uh, so zomb- zombie Alex is not very nice, uh, but I, I, I like this, even though I didn't, even though I don't really care for zombies, I'm not big on zombies. I do like, and I, I think this is a, a, a fairly consistent thing through this issue where when the dream sort of goes south, the text in the, the dialogue, the speech bubbles kind of changes to where it's kind of this like Halloween kind of looking font. So I, I liked that, and I, I like seeing that, you know, coming out of the zombies when they talk. They have that different kind of looking font. And I also thought it was interesting that, and, you know, let me know what you think, but when Kara's kind of, I guess, waking up or whatever, it looks like she just has this, like, blue-slash-black shirt on, and it looks like a like a plain shirt. But at some point in the dream when she's fighting the zombies, she has the blue shirt with the S-shield on, like... Somehow in the dream, she becomes Supergirl, which I think is really interesting. And then, like, by the end of it, she's, like, in the full-on suit. So um, I thought that was interesting that she kind of transforms into Supergirl to fight these zombies off. Yeah, I didn't even notice that, really. But, like, it's like dream logic. Like, suddenly you're just, like, in another place. (laughs) Yeah, you just, you have a wardrobe change because (laughs) because you, you need to wear your super suit. And it would kind of make sense too that she would like even in her in her subconscious or whatever, like become Supergirl. Yeah. When she, even though she gets attacked as Kara, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even notice that the first time, but yeah, I'm glad you pointed it out. Yeah, and it's definitely when she starts to get attacked, so she's in this right. like fight mode. Oh, now I need to be Supergirl. So yeah, that's really interesting. And I think in this nightmare is the first time we see this like looming face that appears i don't think it really happens much in the first dream but this second dream you kind of see this like face that's there so i'm i'm assuming that this is the entity that is sort of messing with kara 
which transitions into the the final little nightmare slash dream sequence that Kara has. And and this is when she is dreaming that she is on Krypton with her family at dinner time. Um, Carly, what did you think about this one? Uh, it definitely reminded me of the episode that where that happens to her. Um, you know, for the girl who has everything, I think it was the one where she gets she's under the influence of that the black like, mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that that kind because of, it's young Kara too. Like she's in, you know, she's she's in the dream as her young self again. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I think also partly like it took her less time to figure it out because she didn't have they don't have as much time in the comic to do it as they do on the tv (laughs) show um to dedicate like a whole plot to it so it was interesting that she was able to see through it pretty quickly but yeah i also i also kind of liked seeing like that she was young Kara, like she was the little version of herself until she figured out that it was again somebody messing with her yeah that's true and uh i kind of like seeing what their family life might have been like um morgan what did you think about this yeah, I agree. It, it really reminded me of that episode. Uh, I was like, "Oh, it's just like just like the Supergirl episode," um, and, and I I liked going sort of like seeing what like young Kara's life was like, and I, I liked all the na- the weird names for the foods. Yeah, the Silton. Like, pass the Silton, please, Zor. Like, I was like, what's Silton? I want to know more about their, like, I want, like, a cooking show, like, Cooking on Krypton, <laughs> where, where they just show you how to make Silton. But I thought it was, I, I, I liked, again, that, like, she figured it out, like, so fast, like, within, like, like a page, basically. She was like, wait, no, this is wrong. Uh, and I liked the explanation that, like, she had been sleeping for so long that she had learned to control her dreams. I thought that that was a really neat reveal at the end. Yeah, it's a it's a way for her to kind of snap herself out of it. And I, I'm with you. I really like the information we get about Krypton, even, the, even if this is a nightmare, even if this is a dream sequence that she's kind of in. Maybe this is, you know, <laughs> information that is true about Krypton. I like the information we get about Kara's favorite food, uh, it's something called roasted babooch. I don't know what that is. See, we really need. That's why we need cooking uh, on Krypton. I, I don't know. If you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you put Silton on a roasted babooch. We've got um, so many questions. I have so many questions about the food from Krypton, and they and they even talk about Kara being at school. And she, I guess, one of the things they learn at school is something about the thought beast which, uh, quote, takes a psychic reading of your brain and revisuals something. We don't, we don't get to see her finish that thought. But um, the mention of that I thought was really interesting because I wonder if that is what is messing with her, this thought beast. Um, I thought that was uh, put in there for, for a reason. That's my speculation, that this looming face that we keep seeing in the, in the dreams might be the thought beast. I don't know if that's a, a creature that might be from, you know, that was in Fort Roz and sort of got out and is now messing with her, but I, uh, that thought crossed my mind. And in this, it, in, and in this issue, that's very hard to say, <laughs> um, we got a new artist on this one, uh, Emanuela Lupacino. Uh, what did you guys think of her artwork? Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. I liked it. I it's 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 great. I think how all these different artists really seem to complement each other. 
They know we had a new artist last issue too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how long this artist is going to be on the series. Cause I know like some of the artists have done one issue. Some have done more than one. Um, I feel like even though they're, they're all a little bit different in their own way, they still serve a, a purpose of like telling a really good story in a compelling way. And, and it's, it's interesting cause it seems like a lot of um, like the story in a way, or even like, I think like the art, the artist style kind of serves like, I think with this, the fact that there's like kind of all these weird and wacky dreams happening show it like it, it shows a lot of versatility in the artwork. Cause you get everything from like zombies to like weird alien creatures to like, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's great. And I like, I also like the fact that, I don't know. I, I it felt like to me Kara was drawn really pretty, but like still powerful. If that makes sense. No, it totally does. I really like the the panel when after she says, "I learned how to control my dreams." Uh, oh yeah. Where she's kind of you know she's got her arms out and she looks really powerful there. So yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, that's a good one. Like towards the end where she's like, yeah. "I don't know. I don't know what you thought you could gain by burying me." Which I that's like that's such a like, you know, uh. uh like I don't know what they call it. It's like the it's like the hero moment line where they're like, I don't know what you thought you could do. <laughs> you know, I don't know I don't know why you think you could get away with this, but you know, it's yeah. like that it kinda reminded me of that. Like it, I remember I just remember reading it being like, Yes, Cara, yes. <laughs> uh Morgan, what what did you think about this issue and, and the way it looked? Yeah, I liked it too. I, I agree with uh with Carly uh, we've had a couple of different artists, but I think that there's like a consistency that uh that is really nice across it, and I and it's so interesting to see how uh, different people interpret Car. I I felt like the like her facial expressions had like just like so much depth in this issue, and I really like that. And especially like in the last panel when she's like ripping open the dream, like getting ready to kick ass. It was so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the things I liked about the art uh, were just little kind of details to some of the stuff in the show, like when you're on Krypton. Alora has that blue dress on that we've seen Alora wear so many times on the on the show. My main quibble there were there were a couple of panels where I was like, ah, Supergirl's skirt might be a little shorter than I think maybe it needs to be, but that's just me and and me you know putting my modesty on Supergirl. Um, but I, I, I would actually agree with that. There are a couple of panels where she's doing like the like girl superhero poses that are where you're like, really? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. Like the thing where like she's got her chest out kind of and like I get that you're breaking free, but are you going to really start with the boobs? Like I don't. Yeah, yeah. So, some of that I guess is just inherent in, you know in comic books, but there, there were some things I did like with the, some of the nightmare sequences with, um, you know, I, I did really like that one panel where real docs has these pointy ears, that kind of stuff. I thought all of the way she captured what a nightmare might've looked like was really cool. And I, I did like, it almost felt like old school comics to have that looming face over the dream and, and kind of having this creepy person who seems to be looking in on what's happening to her. So I kind of liked that it, for me, it, it kind of drummed up this sense of dread that was happening or what was coming. So I, I did like that it sort of uh, created an atmosphere of uh, fear, 
I guess. Um, but there, you know, the, the skirt thing kind of bothered me, but for the most part, I, I do think it fit, uh, really well with the story that they were telling. One thing I noticed too, about the way that the panels were drawn, like as the, as the issue progresses, like at the beginning, if you notice it starts out, if you're looking at a full page, it starts out more traditionally with like the comic book panels. So like, you, and, and it makes sense. Cause maybe you don't know that this is a dream yet. And then as she starts to, like, descend into the nightmare more, like, the panels get more jagged. There's not really, like, smooth lines between them anymore. So it kind of, like, plays along to the whole, you know, the subconscious. Like, things not... The way that you dream that's, like, maybe not necessarily linear or, like, neat, you know? Yeah. It so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was yeah, a nice a really little good. thing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool point because... Like you said, at the beginning, it looks very neat. And then um, as you go through it, it almost looks like it's sort of cut and paste a little bit um, to where things are just kind of, it looks like somebody's just kind of gone into Windows Paint or something and drawn around it. So, yeah, I think that that does seem to be kind of the intentionality of it is that, and correct me if I misinterpreted this part of the story, but it seems like whoever's messing with Kara kind of was trying to bury her, sort of like an Inception thing where she was like three levels deep <laughs> into this dream and, and the and the creature or the person was trying to bury her within the dream. And so I, I, I do, I like it. I like that point, Carly, that it's sort of, you, you see that happening within the way just the panels are laid out. Well, uh, let's uh, wrap it up here with some overall thoughts about what you liked about this issue. Um, Carly, what are your thoughts in general about this one? I thought it was really good. We got to see, I mean, I mean, to an extent, I think part of what's interesting about the issue is like, even though there's nightmares that are kind of being inflicted on Kara, I think part of some of it must be playing a little bit into her subconscious because, you know, that's usually what happens in dreams. They play on things that we either kind of like push down or don't really think about. And then they, you know, they revisit us uh, when we're asleep. So... I thought that was really interesting because you kind of you got a little bit of a sense of Kara's like inner psyche. Um, I really liked uh, the colors of the art. Everything I felt like was really like bright and colorful. And yeah, like I said, I thought one of the things I thought was really cool about the panels is just like kind of emphasizing the descent into the nightmare. I guess you could call it like the nightmare scape or something. So yeah, overall, I thought I thought it was really good and. It seems like it seems like next issue will be either like a second part or just maybe an ongoing like story arc for a couple issues. So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens because now it seems like Kara's ready to fight back. So I'm ready for that to happen. <laughs> uh, Morgan, what did you think? Yeah, like the, it's funny. The more we talk about it, the more things I find that I like about this issue. Like I hadn't quite noticed the thing about the panels kind of like devolving as the issue goes on and that's so that's super cool and I like the like that how the eyes like show up in each almost each one of the dreams and uh, and get more prominent as you go along and as she's starting to fight her way out I think that the that it's been doing a really good job of like transitioning between each like small arc so we had like the first arc with Rampage and then the one with Wynn and Viral Docs, and now we're into this arc with the dream, but it's gone, it's happened like really seamless, I think, and uh, I'm super excited to see where this goes next and who's like, who's messing with her. I was kind of okay about this issue. It, it wasn't my favorite 
just because I didn't feel like a lot happened story-wise, but I kind of feel like this is maybe like a setup or a transitional part of the story to, to where we're coming to something that, you know, something is coming for us. And so I'm interested in finding out, you know, who who's doing this to her, what what is going on with this, because I think there are a lot of things that need to be answered in terms of, you know, who's messing with her. So I, I kind of didn't like it because I, I didn't feel like a lot happened, but the 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 more we talked about it i was like okay all right this is this is kind of cool um even though i'm not like i said not a huge zombie person but uh, i felt like the zombies were contained in this one and uh, it didn't offend me as as much as zombies normally offend me um so uh i thought it was a good transitional issue to whatever's coming next well i think that's gonna wrap it up for our discussion uh, uh, on Adventures of Supergirl number six. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology. And if you haven't bought it yet, Adventures of Supergirl is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, iBooks, Google Play, the Kindle Store, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. And as far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify. So if you would like to listen to some music, check out our playlist. We are also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give a rating and write a review. And we're also a part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed. And you can also follow us on Twitter at DC TV Podcasts. And you can like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod, that's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can find me on Twitter at Equivocarly. Uh, I'm also on themarysue.com on the weekends, doing my editing thing, and I also just started uh, covering the superhero beat for Teen Vogue, so my first... Ooh. Yeah, my first piece about Supergirl went up uh, last week. So, Very about cool. why we need season two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mojotastic. That's M O J O T A S T I C. You can find my writing uh, on Buddy TV. And, you can, and I also co host the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So, you should check that out. Awesome. Well, join us next time as we continue to go on the adventures of Supergirl. Supergirl.